The Z-Ball podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball podcast and the week 14 edition of the Scorching Six. Uh, joining me this week uh, for the Scorching Six from Los Angeles, California, Rebound. What's up, buddy? How are you? Good. How about yourself? Doing well. Uh, let's get straight into these games. Uh, first game we're going to be taking a look at, Denver traveling on the road to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee giving a point and a half in this one. What do you think? trap game but i just like the broncos with their defense uh tennessee is clearly better on the offensive end with mariota having a great season obviously murray he's also had a big season but i just like denver's defense and i'm taking the broncos plus one and a half to win 21 17 i'm going broncos plus one and a half as well uh i think they're fighting for their playoff lives uh kind of in the fifth sixth seed in the AFC, they got uh, some teams uh, battling back, like Pittsburgh, uh, right right behind them. So I think uh, they're trying their best not to let up and trying to secure one of those wild card spots. And I just think their defense is going to prevail in this type of game. Uh, game time forecast calls for some rain. So these type, types of games affected by weather usually favor the better defensive team. And in this case, it's the Broncos. So for that reason, I'm going to go Broncos plus one and a half, and I'm also going to take them to win uh, 27 to 23. So with that, we'll move into the second game, another cold weather game calling for rain. The Washington football Redskins traveling to Philadelphia, giving two and a half in this one. What do you think? You know, everyone here is going to just take Washington because they're clearly the better team overall throughout the season. I mean... Philly did start the season off hot, but they definitely cooled down with the rookie quarterback, Carson Wentz, and everything. But Philly also plays well at home, which people don't know. They're 4-1 and one at home, and every time they've won at home, they've covered. And the only loss was two weeks ago to the Packers. So I'm taking Philly to cover the spread and to win by a touchdown, 27-20. All right, I'm going to go the other way in this one. I just think... Uh... Washington kind of uh, still has some hopes for the wild card, so I think they're going to be playing their asses off in this one. And uh, Kirk Cousins looks really good uh, with two offensive weapons in Crowder and Deshaun Jackson. And uh, their defense is also looking pretty good as well. So it's another cold-weather game. I, I think it's going to be a sloppy-type game, but I think the yeah, Redskins... I think the Redskins pull out by a field goal, 20-17, to 17, and I think they cover the minus 2.5-point spread. So with that, we'll move into a third game. Uh, this is a kind of a big advantage for one team, a big spread here. i got the Detroit Lions hosting the Chicago Bears, giving seven points in this one. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's going to be another cold-water game. Where does Detroit, Detroit doesn't play inside, do they? Or do they? Uh, they have an indoor stadium, yes. So. Oh, okay. 
So this uh, weather obviously not going to be a factor. I mean, Matthew Stafford has played amazing this season, one of the most underrated quarterbacks who doesn't get the credit he deserves. I mean, Chicago is just a mess. I mean, they did win last week versus the 49ers, but, I mean, that's nothing special. Uh, I like Detroit here. I think they win by 10 points, 30, 30 to 20 about. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, I'm, I'm going to agree on that one as well. I'm taking Detroit minus 7. Uh, Matthew Stafford has looked uh, very well. A lot of people thought his numbers were going to fall off with uh, the retirement of Calvin Johnson, but... Uh, Golden Tate and Marvin Jones has really have really emerged this season as uh, go-to type weapons for him, and their young tight end Ebron has also become kind of a red zone threat for him, for Stafford. Uh, the Bears, like you said, uh, the only thing really going for them is young uh, running back Jordan Howard. Uh, they're a mess at the quarterback. They're a mess offensive line. Uh, they're terrible on defense. Yeah, they, exactly. They won uh, last week in a sloppy game. Uh, they kind of uh, manhandled the 49ers, but like you said, that's not really saying much. Uh, they have their own, pr- they probably even worse than the Bears at this point. Uh, so with with all that being said, I think the Lions de- defensively as well, uh, especially up front with their front four are really good. I think uh, they're going to hold the Bears to a low number of points, and I, I think they're going to win this one 28-13 and cover the minus seven-point spread. So uh, with that, we'll move into the late afternoon games and the first game we're going to be taking a look at is the new orleans saints traveling to tampa bay to take on the buccaneers uh the buccaneers uh giving two and a half points what do you think you know both of these teams are hot right now both still fighting for a playoff spot and uh i think the bucks are at the top of the afc south right now are they no i think are they tied with the falcons uh, the, they're tied, but I believe they own the tiebreakers at this point, so yeah, and, uh, they're I first just, place. I just think Drew Brees has a big day, uh, and Saints cover. I, I see Mark Ingram doing some work. He might be out, actually. He's questionable, so... I mean, I think Drew Brees has a big day on the field, because he was very off last week. He's going to have a big bounce-back week, and uh, I think... Saints win by a touchdown, approximately. I'd say 27-20. All right, Tampa Bay has looked uh, very impressive the last three weeks, uh, beating Kansas City on the road. But they don't play good at home. That's another thing, too. Tampa Bay doesn't play good. Yeah, that's true, but I just think uh, right now they're tied for the division lead uh, with Atlanta. They're they're going for something special with their young quarterback, Jameis Winston. Uh, They looked, like I said, looked impressive the last three weeks, beating Kansas City on the road. Then uh, beating Seattle at home, holding them to basically only a field goal. And uh, Seattle was only able to score five points in that game. And then last week against San Diego, kind of messy, but they they pulled that one out uh, by a touchdown. And then their defense looks good. Uh, Gerald McCoy up front and then Levante David, uh, great linebacker for them. And then on offensively, young quarterback Jameis Winston and Mike Evans definitely becoming one of the top receivers in the league. And I only have to give two and a half, swallow two and a half in this one. So I think the the Buccaneers got that in them. Uh, I'll take them thirty-one to twenty-eight, and I think they cover the minus two and a half and improve their chances at the AFC uh, NFC South, excuse me, uh, of winning that division. So with that, 
We'll agree to get, disagree on that one. You got the Saints plus two and a half. I'll take Tampa Bay minus two and a half in that one. And we'll move into the fifth game, which is Sunday night on primetime. The Dallas Cowboys traveling to New East Rutherford, New Jersey, to take on the New York Giants. Dallas, minus three and a half in this one. What do you think? Oh, man, this is a really hard one. I really don't know. Obviously, the Giants, the only team to beat the Cowboys this season. Obviously, Cowboys are the hottest team in the league. You know, Ezekiel Elliott playing lights out. They're having an MVP season. He's the MVP, in my, in my opinion. Dak playing good. Great game manager. Uh, Cowboys just doing good all around, but I just think the Giants play well at home. They're five and one at home, and I think they cover the spread. But I think Cowboys win in a nail biter. All right, uh, fair enough. Good analysis there. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this one, like you said, is really tough. I mean, these teams always have exciting close games, and the Giants, it seems like, always are in uh, close games for the most part this season. whether they come out on top or on the losing side of the ball. Uh, they're always in close games, so I'm expecting another close game with them this this week, uh, somewhere within seven points. But I think uh, I'm going to take the Cowboys in this one. Uh, uh, I just like how they're playing right now with their tough offensive line. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, like you said, the front runner for MVP in my opinion. And uh, Dak re- really doing a good job of just man- handling the offense, uh, handling the receivers. Uh, managing the game, not making any stupid mistakes, just playing within himself, taking what the defense is giving him. So, uh, but the Giants, like I said, uh, I think they will be able to score points. Uh, This will be another cold weather type game here at MetLife Stadium. Uh, Temperatures call for 36 degrees. So uh, this will be kind of a little tough for the Cowboys to put up points, but I'm going to take them. I... I just see them. Uh, I don't see them slipping up in this one. I, I think they cover the minus three and a half, and I'm gonna take them to win 27 to 21 in this one. Uh, so with that, we'll move on to the Monday night game in prime time at Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. This temp- this uh, game also calls for rain. Got the New England Patriots hosting the Baltimore Ravens. New England minus six and a half in this one. What do you think? You know, I think this one is. Everyone, everyone is just taking the Ravens because I believe this line opened up at seven and a half. And I mean, Joe Flacco played lights out last week. He had a, like the best game of the season probably, which he did. And he had 11 touchdowns going into last week, and he threw four last week. I mean, the Ravens' defense is good, great rush D, but the pass D isn't that good. They played the Dolphins, they blew them out. So everyone's just buying the Ravens, which I'm not. I mean, Patriots losing Gronk, obviously, is a big blow. That's Brady's to go-to target, obviously. I mean, but he still has Bennett. He has Hogan. He has Edelman. He has Amendola. He has many weapons. Brady can work things out. Patriots win by a touchdown. All right. Wow, that's an interesting take. Uh, uh, the Patriots, historically, their offense... I believe uh, averages five less points when uh, Gronkowski is out, and then I just think Gronkowski being there with that two tight end send that they two tight end set that they run with uh, Gronkowski and Martell, Martellus Bennett really creates a lot of problems for opposing team secondaries. I think that's going to be sorely missed, and 
Uh, Brady has shown this year that uh, he struggles without Gronkowski and against uh, some of uh, opposing stout defenses that are some of the top defenses in the league, like you saw against the Jets last week. They're not that good this year, but they at times they can still play good on defense. But the Ravens, excellent rush defense. LeGarrette Blunt, I don't think we'll get much going. Uh, I think the smart pick here for me is the Ravens plus six and a half, but I think definitely the Patriots win the game. I don't see them dropping this type of game on Monday night against the Ravens, who offensively are very mediocre for the most part. And uh, just uh, kind of relying on their defense to get them to at, to this point of the season. So, uh, like I said, Ravens plus six and a half, and but I th- I think the Patriots win twenty one to seventeen in this one. So uh, that'll wrap up the picks for the week fourteen scorching six slate. Uh, kind of wanted to get your thoughts on the Thursday night game, uh, Kansas City pulling out twenty one thirteen, and they're now leading the division the AFC West over the Raiders because of the tiebreaker as a result of their 2-0 and record against the Raiders this season. So uh, ultimately, who do you think comes out at the end of the season on top of the, in this in this division? It's uh, a tough one. I mean, I don't know the rest of the schedule, but if I really have to... So you got the Raiders. Uh, they go at San Diego, at home versus Indianapolis, and on the road at Denver. And then you got KC, home versus Tennessee, Home versus the Broncos, and on the road to end out the season at San Diego. So, uh, uh, what do you think? Pretty, pretty even. I mean, so if they go out even, uh, I'm going with a default by the Chiefs. It's going to be pretty close, though. But uh, I think the Raiders have overperformed of what everyone expected from them this year. No one expect. I don't think not no one, but not many people expected them to be this good. But uh, I think the Chiefs win and the wild, and then Raiders make the wild card. Okay, I mean, what the fuck was up with the Raiders' offense this week against the on Thursday night against Kansas City? I mean, was this just kind of a blip in the radar thing? Was it uh, have to do with Derek Carr's injury? Uh, Kansas City's uh, well, defense. A lot of people were saying the pinky of Derek Carr, but I, I just don't see that as an excuse. I just think Kansas City's defense is really that good. They're they're special. They're they're one of the best defenses in the league, and obviously with Andy Reid as the coach, he's one of the underrated coaches. No one gives credit to. Okay, I mean he's definitely one of the best coaches in the league. I the Raiders, I feel like I mean they're a great team offensively, but I feel like they make a lot of boneheaded plays. They get penalized a lot. They fall behind early, uh, in the playoffs, kind of against a team like the Patriots or something. Do you think they're going to get into trouble if they fall into these habits, falling behind early, penalizing themselves a lot, shooting them in the foot? Yeah, absolutely. If you can't, if you can't beat the Chiefs on the road, how, how are you expecting to beat the Patriots, whether it's on the road or at home? Because Oakland's not that hard of a place to play. In. But you, got, you, gotta, you, gotta, you can't make turnovers. Turnovers are key to the game. There's a difference. And then uh, on one field goal, they had a... Uh, snap where they missed it, uh, where Larry King bobbled it, and they didn't get. They ended out with zero points. Okay, definitely. Uh, I mean, this is going to be an interesting race to see. But uh, Kansas City, as far as their playoff hopes, I mean, they're kind of the model team. Except they could probably be a little bit, a little better offensively. Uh, they're great on defense. Their quarterback doesn't turn the ball 
over much. Uh, they seem to be at the top of the league uh, the past couple of years in terms of uh, turnover margin. Uh, they're usually like plus 10, plus 15 at the end of each year near the top of the league. So uh, do you think they have uh, what it takes to ultimately go deeper than they did last season, uh, losing last season in the divisional round to the New England Patriots? Uh, I really don't see it. Uh, I put the Patriots definitely ahead of them. I put the Steelers ahead of them. When it comes to playoffs, I might be putting the Raiders ahead of them because their offense is just better, possibly. And I don't know who else... Uh, maybe any team from the AFC South. I really don't see any of those teams ahead of them. But I mean, the Colts could be good, all depending on the, the defense. They have it on offense. Okay, definitely. That's going to be interesting to see uh, what goes on in the AFC West. How ultimately how that shakes out. But Kansas City definitely uh, gave themselves a leg up with their win last week, and they now on the tiebreaker. So they will win that division if. They both, both them and the Raiders ultimately end up uh, with the same record at the end of the season. So uh, that'll do it for uh, the week 14 edition of the Scorching Six. Uh, a pleasure having you on Rebound. Uh, looking forward to having you on again soon. Thank you very much. Yeah, definitely. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, I'll see you guys all next week for week 15 edition of Scorching Six. Thank you.